Sotaquistas, welcome to the podcast. Today is Monday, November the 7th, and that means that tomorrow is Tuesday, November the 8th, and it is the day of the big election, the election that we've been waiting for now for 18 months. A lot of the people that I've been talking to have pretty much the same sentiment, and the sentiment is we're glad that it's finally over. This has been an election season like no other, and most of that has to do with, not all of it, has to do with Donald Trump and the what's been called now the Trump factor. And because we're one day away or less than 24 hours away from knowing who the next president of the United States is going to be, I wanted to take some time today to talk a little bit about the Latino factor in this election. And more specifically, not only about the Latino factor, but the implications of the Latino vote and Latino turnout. So what I did is I turned to uh, Stephen Nuno, Dr. Stephen Nuno, who is an associate professor uh, of politics and international affairs at Northern Arizona University. He is uh, very well regarded, much read, much published on matters of Latino politics. So I had a conversation with him for the podcast, and we talked specifically on the day uh, before the election on what this means for the Latino vote uh, for the election and moving forward after the election. There's a lot to consider, so uh, let's start the conversation. So, Stephen, thank you very much for agreeing to be with us on the uh, the Asiocho podcast. How are you today? Hi, good, thanks. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Oh, good. I was really interested in talking to you uh, specifically because you're in Arizona, and uh, Arizona is uh, such an important uh, state for Latino votes specifically in this election, I think there's a lot on the line, don't you think? Uh, you know, I depends on who's who we're talking about. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think on a national level that the Clinton campaign seems to be acting as if they're very comfortable with where they're standing. Um, I think from a local level, um, folks, you know, like Ann Kirkpatrick, who's running for, for Senate, uh, you know, she has a, a great opportunity here. I mean, the, the Trump campaign uh, and along with the, the Clinton campaign have uh, set the stage in Arizona uh, in a way that makes it possible for, for Arizona to elect a, a Democrat to the Senate. And I think that would be um, perhaps uh, the biggest event for, for Arizona should it, should it happen in t- on Tuesday. Well, there's excitement because for the first time in a long time, they're talking about Arizona as uh, being a possibly turning blue if, if, if it does. And, and I think that's that's uh, a cause for a lot of excitement for a lot of people across the country. Yeah, I mean, I think Arizona is one of these places where, you know, I mean, it's about 32 percent of the, of the state is is Hispanic. So it's one of the largest Hispanic states as part of, you know, as a percentage. Um, you know, Arizona looks a lot like California did, you know, 25 years ago. Um, and and so many people are looking at a place like Arizona, um, as sort of the future of the democratic party, right now, now, whether or not that happens, you know, now, I mean, I can tell you that, you know, Arizona is still a very Republican state. Um, it's, it's still going to continue to be. And but, you know, it's really these things was when you have these elections, you get to kind of peek into what the potential is for the future. I mean, people have been talking about turning California into a Democratic legislature for, you know, for 20 years. Right. And and, and now you kind of people kind of wake up and they're like, oh, well, look, it's a 
Democrats pretty much run California now. Well, you know, that, that took a long time to happen. And, and so this will take a long time to happen as well, you know, relatively speaking, right? Um, but, but what, what happened in California, the, the Latino vote had a, a big part in, in that transformation. Is the same thing happening in Arizona, specifically the part that Latino voters are playing in, in the eventual transformation that, yeah, might take 20 years, but when it happens, that 30% Latino vote will have a big part of, of whatever the outcome is. Yeah, the, I mean, the Latino voters are going to be, you know, if the Democrats want to make any headway in Arizona, it's, they're going to have to do it on the backs of Latino voters, um, white progressives, uh, you know, uh, women, non, non-married women. Um, and and it, it makes it's a little bit more difficult in Arizona because they don't have some of the same characteristics that California had. Um, it's a right to work state. So there's not a very large, there's not a very large uh, union organizing, union organized, you know, culture here. Um, Latinos here are very young, uh, large foreign population. Um, So there are some, you know, there, there are some differences that make it more difficult, Um, you know, but ultimately we're a democracy and and numbers matter. And and so that will eventually um, be reflected in. Uh, in the way Arizona runs its its uh, its legislature. Now, I've been thinking that this is really a big year. This is a, um, a watershed election for Latinos for a specific reason. And that's that in the past, the Latino vote has been characterized as the sleeping giant. And, and I really mm-hmm. dislike that. But that's mm-hmm. how it's been characterized. And I think right. while we were being characterized as sleeping giants, it, it almost gave us the cover of potential. Like we were okay, just like, just wait until we wake up, right? So now there's this motive, this this Trump um, movement that's motivated so many Latinos to get registered and go to the polls. So the question then becomes, if Latinos go to the polls, and it's going to be a good thing, right? We're going to be taking, taken seriously because this is what we can do. But if we don't, then I don't see how we could be taken seriously from this election on for a few elections. So I think that there's a lot riding on the performance and the going to the polls for Latinos in this election. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about that. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the things, you know, Latinos like to say is, you know, well, the Democrats don't care about us. Well, you know, the Democrats can turn around and say, well, look, every time we every time we, we, we try to reach out to you, we have under 50 percent of the eligible voters voting for us in the Latino community. Right. And so it's a kind of a you know, it's, it's kind of like a dance, right, kind of like dating where, you know, if someone's going to promise you something you want to deliver. And so Democrats have uh, been doing by far the most outreach to Lati- uh, to Latinos. Um, But again, you know, when you have an off year election like 2014, um, you know, if if you go if you go after Latinos and they don't show up to vote, well, you know, I mean, Democrats are going to probably forget about you uh, when it's when it's time to, you know, make deals uh, with policy. Um, And that's always been one of the big complaints that I hear that. Latinos are not at the table in the inner circles and the policymaking circles where the decisions are made, you know, in Washington and in the state capitals. But but it's it's not just a one way street, like you were saying. I mean, yeah, th- there is some truth to that. Latinos aren't taken into account as much as we feel we should. But on the other hand, we don't vote. And, and it's really hard to make a case for being in the policymaking circle when when there's the 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 power of the vote isn't there to back you up. 
Right. And, and, and you, might, you know, I, I should say that, I mean, Latinos also have a lot of issues that they have to face when it comes to Election Day. And that is, you know, almost half of Latinos are, are millennials. You know, I mean, these are young, young people, you know, that they have different issues. You know, they're, they're not going to be moved by, you know, arguments over uh, over taxes or, or Medicare um, or Social Security. These are just not going to be issues that are going to move you if yeah. you're 25 years old. And and so Latinos demographically kind of, you know, they're 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 a difficult group. Right. And, and it makes it difficult for Democrats to reach out for them. They're, you know, young people are very mobile. They're going to college. They're, they're graduating. They're moving around. It, it makes it difficult to, to reach them. Um, there's language barriers. Um, there's there's issues of geography and, and how segregated Latinos are. There's a lot of, you know, structural issues that are. Um, you know, working against the Latino population. And then there's also the idea that when they speak of the Latino vote, they speak of it as if it were one big block. And I think what you just explained right now is that it's not. So when people think about the Latino vote, they're saying, well, why don't the Latinos do this or the Latinos do that? When in fact, it is very varied with uh, very different constituencies and very different issues and concerns. And a lot is lost in the translation when they're just referred to as the Latino vote. Right. And, you know, that's one of the things that that Donald Trump has done is he's really he's really, um, you know, uh, amalgamized the Latino vote in a way that, you know, if you're if you're a Puerto Rican in Florida, um, you know, there's not a whole lot that they, you know, rationally should be moved by when it comes to immigration. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, Donald Trump comes out and starts calling, you know, Mexicans rapists, Um, you know, people, you know, if you're Puerto Rican uh, in Florida, um, you're going to, you know, you're more likely to see that as an attack on you as a Hispanic. And so I, I think, you know, tr- Trump has um, has allowed uh, many Cubans and Puerto Ricans and, and folks from other parts that are not Mexico in other parts of the country to see how um, this kind of message by Donald Trump can also impact them in these other states. And, and, and so Donald Trump has been sort of a, um, I don't want to say, you know, he's, he's been he's been beneficial for for people mobilizing Latinos. Well, he's been a catalyst the way Pete Wilson was a catalyst in California years back. Absolutely. I mean, you know, registration numbers. I mean, we've seen him, you know, we've seen him all over Florida and um, in California. We, we've seen registration numbers, uh, you know, beating historical markers. And a lot of this is because, you know, obviously it's because uh, Donald Trump is has given them some extra uh, incentive to to come out and participate. Whether or not they come out and vote, we'll see. But all the indicators show that we're going to see, um, continue to see more of these folks going out. Well, that's another one of the big questions, right? Because there has been an increase in early voting for Latinos in uh, well in in the battleground states, the, st- the states where people are paying attention because it matters. But that's still the question remains: Will they come out? And I'm wondering if the Trump factor, if we want to call it that, is going to make any sort of a different difference when it comes to. Um, voter mobilization, right? Because that's always been the big question. How do we get the Latinos to the polls? Yeah. And, I, and I wonder if, if that's going to be any sort of a factor. I mean, I, I know there's no way to know until at, yeah. after the fact, but but I don't know. Uh, I'm, 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 I really don't know what to think at this point. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the polls, the tracking polls that I've been, you know, working with, you know, Latino decisions on, I mean, I mean they've seen people, you know, Latinos definitely see their, that this is a different election or they see this, they're very more, they're much more enthusiastic about this election than they were in 2012. 
Um, we're seeing higher numbers of outreach, people who are saying that they're being contacted by the Democratic Party. Uh, so all the all the signs are there. Um, but I guess, yeah, you, you never know until Election Day whether or not uh, these folks are going to go out and cast their votes. Has there been anything that surprised you about this election so far when it comes specifically to the Latino vote? Is there anything that has surprised me? Well, so um, or has it been pretty much textbook, but just you know, with, with a higher volume? Yeah, you know, yes. I mean, in in a way, yes. I mean, because look, every every four years, you're going to find someone in the Republican Party saying things that Donald Trump is saying, right? Um, so you know, Donald Trump is he's not that much different than what many Republicans have been saying. I mean, look at Steve King out in Iowa. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's been saying what Donald Trump's been saying for a long time. I mean, he doesn't have the same, you know, speaker that that Donald Trump has. But, you know, any Latino that's paying attention to politics um, is going to be exposed to the types of things that Republicans have been saying for the last 30 years. So, um, you know, it, uh, so has anything surprised me? Uh, with regards to to Latinos, um, I would say that um, the short answer to that is is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so. But, <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> um, but again, you know, we, we we've seen a lot of this before, right? We've seen a lot of this in California. Um, you know, many academics have been talking about this for you know for decades now, um, and, and you know, and so. Um, as an academic who, you know, spends his life, you know, looking at this, uh, I, I'm, I'm not too surprised. If there were one place, and I don't know if there is, and I guess that's why I'm asking, uh, uh, one place that we should keep an eye on come Election Day for to, to see what the, the outcome of the, the Latino vote is, is, is there one state, is there one specific part of a state that would be like emblematic of what Latinos are doing politically? Um, if there is, what would it be? Is it Arizona or is it Colorado? Uh, I know it's not Texas, even though there's this yeah. idea that Texas, you know, might start turning right. a little bit less or less red, but still. Um, and I, I don't think it's Florida because Florida is is so varied and, and so back and forth. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's maybe Nevada, maybe maybe Arizona, because you were talking about what the way Arizona looks now is the way California looked a couple of decades ago. So if, if, if Arizona is the future, is that what we should be keeping an eye on? Uh, you know, I'm going to go completely the other, other side of the country and and say that, you know, I, I think, I think some really important elections with regards to Latinos is in places like North Carolina and Georgia and even in Indiana, where you have small groups of Latinos who are being mobilized um, and tacking them onto, say, the African-American vote, right? So, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of Latinos in Georgia, but they make up 8% of the population there. And if you can mobilize them and get them at the voting, you know, at the voting polls, then if you tack them onto tight races in Georgia, then you can, then you have the makings of a coalition to start turning places in the South um, more purple and more competitive. That can have a huge impact on the Republican Party because there's a lot of there's a lot of Republicans that hold very strong views simply because they're in these very safe districts. And a lot of these districts are in places like the south, um, rural areas throughout the Midwest, like in you know Michigan, Wisconsin. 
But if you can start turning some of these states around and making them more competitive, um, then I think you can really you can start to get the attention uh, of the Republican Party and also get the attention of Democrats who see like, oh, well, OK, this is an opportunity for us. Right. Just like Hillary Clinton coming to Arizona. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, she's she sees an opportunity. And I, I think if, if for a long time, many people have looked at the South as, you know, solidly red, um, not going to change, not worth putting much effort into it. Um, but this election, you know, Hillary Clinton went to the South a lot during the primaries because of, of the African-American vote. Um, and African-Americans traditionally turn out in high numbers. Um, and if you can get Latinos in states like North Carolina and Georgia to come out and change uh, the, you know, the reality on the ground. That would be surprising um, to so many people. That It would be. And, you know, most people don't think of Georgia as you know, even in the cards for the Democratic Party. But, you know, it's those kinds of states that um, that are really can be the future um, of, you know, of the Democratic Party. And Latinos would be a huge part of that. And so that uh, I think those states excite me the most. You know, Arizona, Texas, California, you know, New Mexico, Colorado. We've been talking about those states for, yeah. you know, for, for 20 years. Right. And so, like, I think it'd be I think it'd be nice to start looking at some of these other states, um, you know, Virginia, um, you know, keep an eye on Indiana. You know, the, the margin of victory in Indiana is less than the number of Latinos in Indiana. Right. So, it, you know, even though there's not a lot of Latinos in Indiana, there's there's going to be there's six, just seven, eight percent. Yeah, right? there's, I understand. So those that. are the states that I, I get really excited about. There's so much to to look at when it comes to that which you're talking about because uh, I see it as you know being in, in South Central Texas uh, all of the the fights for civil rights and for voting rights and all of these things that have been going on here since the 40s and the 50s those are the fights that are just now starting in those parts of the country where there's relatively relatively new uh, Latino communities uh, so I, I really enjoy well, I enjoy watching it because of the freshness of of the battles that are going on there but also a lot of the factors that contributed to that happening, and one of them, I think, was uh, the strengthening, uh, strengthening of the border and being strong on immigration. Because what ended up happening is that a lot of the Latinos that were go that were crossing the border back and forth uh, no longer could, and instead of going south, they started churning within the U.S. and ended up in places. One of the places that has, uh, last I read, one of the highest uh, growth factors as far as Latinos are concerned is Appalachia, of all places, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. where there had never been Latinos before. So all of a sudden right. there's need for bilingual educators and, and for right. people that, that are civil rights uh, uh, advocates. Um, and in that sense, I understand what you're saying, that it is exciting to see what's going to happen there. And there's just enough Latinos to make a difference. There's not a whole lot, but just enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the ironies, right, of, of, of immigration is that the more difficult you make it to cross the border, the more likely Latinos are going to decide just to stay home uh, or stay where they went. You know, so, um, you know, so now you have communities propping up in, you know, in Michigan and, you know, and, and you know, throughout the South. Um, also, you know, the Midwest has had a large, um, you know, a, a large population of, of, of whites leaving the midwest right? right so places like places like cleveland right i mean th they are starting to to ask 
Latinos to come in to, you know, to help, you know, to help save their economies, you know, and so... Small um, towns that have been saved by Latino populations. Right. right. If you were to, and I don't know if you're in the, in, into the prediction game, but if you were to, to, yeah. to venture into a prediction as far as Latino turnout is concerned, where would you put it for this coming well, election? I think you know the the easy the easy answer to that is when it comes to Latino turnout is to look at the fifty percent mark. So, in two thousand twelve, it, it was you know disappointingly less than fifty percent, right? And many people were thinking that Latinos would come out uh, for Barack Obama. Um, he you know he's very popular, but you know just less than fifty percent of the registered eligible voters uh, came out to vote. So, um, if Latinos can beat that this year, if they can get up to 51, 52 um, percent, uh, then I would consider this to be uh, a, a victory for for Latinos um, and for, you know, for, the, you know, for the outreach efforts that are out there. So, you know, realistically, if the, if Latinos can beat that, um, I would be I'd be happy because here what we're talking about is the rate of turnout. Right. So. Yeah when you include the population growth as well, you have way more Latinos coming out to vote than in 2012. The rate may not change much, but the number, but the, the, numbers, the raw number yeah. will increase. So um, I'm, I'm hoping for that, you know, breaking 50%. I think that that should be, that's realistic. Um, uh, and then uh, getting up to 52, if they can get up to 53%, that, that would be fantastic. Would that be, uh, in your eyes, enough to start being uh, taken seriously in national politics? Well, I mean, I, I think, I mean, you know, people may agree or disagree to the extent of which Latinos are taken seriously. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I mean, you cannot win in, as a Democrat today. Um, without the Latino with, vote, without Latinos, yeah, and that's and, and you know that's that's seriousness, uh, yeah, that's what you want, right? And just like the African American vote, you cannot be a Democrat today um, in a national election or even in a state election and not consider the diversity of your party, um, and uh, and that's 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 good for for minorities. Um, I, I you know obviously I think we have a, a long way to go with the policies. Um, but, uh, uh, we're certainly at better today than, you know, legislatively or policy wise, or even having a voice. I mean, look at the people that are in, uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign, you know, um, lots of African-Americans, lots of Latinas, uh, that are making decisions and, and helping her with her campaign. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, yes, I mean, I, I I'm, you know, pleased to see more of that I, I think we need to see a lot more but um we're i think we're going they're going in the right direction and at this point as always the only thing that's left to be said is we'll see because it, it all comes down to see what happens on tuesday we'll see right the, i mean that's the only poll that matters right is on tuesday yeah um and so that will also help us to you know to check our own work to check our own methods and and, and how we've been kind of looking at these folks and to see if uh, if we're right or wrong, that's what's most exciting for me is to see how uh, how close we are to to understanding what we think we understand. <laughs> Those discussions are going to be, I think, very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, very good. Uh, well, thank you for your time, and uh, this was actually a pleasure. It was a lot of fun, and hopefully, we'll touch base uh, after the votes have been counted and see what happened. 
Anytime. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So after that, there's nothing much left to do than to wait and see what the count is going to be. If you haven't voted, uh, please do so tomorrow. If you know of Latinos or anyone who hasn't voted, please urge them to do so. This is incredibly important. Uh, And we say this every year. It's never been more important. But this time, I think it holds true in a way that it hasn't in the past. The implications for Latino politics moving forward after tomorrow are huge. So we have to make sure that we can do our part, and our part is either voting or making sure that the people we know, family and friends and neighbors and random Latino strangers, uh, make sure that they vote. Make sure that those who are eligible get out there and do so, so that we leave nothing to chance. We'll be talking after the election, and I know that you'll be watching as I am. Until then, we'll uh, we'll be talking. Bye-bye.